welcome to the latest episode of Aquapod Hungercast. Hello, Paglia, our Hello, one Paglia. listener. Drew, that's his name? Drew Paglia? Drew, Drew Paglia? Yes. Pags. Pags, we're officially friends on Facebook, which means it's real in real life. It's real in real life. It's getting there. That's weird. I'm getting there. What is you? What do you mean by that? Oh, you know. Don't get up. You're gonna ruin the sound. You're gonna ruin the sound by moving. I'm I have back. A I have a very you. You just spike the levels hard. Oh, that means. Welcome to Aquapod Hungercast, the only podcast on the internet where two underqualified morons talk about Aqua Teen Hunger Force at nauseum. It's the podcast that. Nobody knows and nobody wanted. I'm your host. And are we using real names? Yeah, we use real names. I'm your host, we are not Darth ca- Fortuna. Okay. This, that's your host, Andrew Reinfeld. Why would you combine Darth Vader and Bib Fortuna? Well, I think Darth is just a title. Mm-hmm. So what if Bib Fortuna was a Sith Lord? If Bib Fortuna was a Sith Lord, his name would be Darth Tuna. And looked like this. His name would be Darth Tuna. Ah, Darth Tuna. <laughs> the most evil of Sith Lords. And I'm your other host, Jesse Savin. Uh, until proven otherwise, this podcast goes out to one person, one person only, and his name is Drew Paglia. And our listeners at the NSA. Why do you think the NSA is monitoring us, this podcast, or anything that has to do with you? Because of this string of words. Bomb! Bomb! Al-Qaeda! Bomb! Mohammed. So two bombs. Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Another bomb, then a Mohammed. Yes, and now the NSA will be listening, which is going to spike our viewer levels by by two. Oh, it's just it's two guys be, at the NSA? Yeah, two interns at the NSA. I guarantee the mic just picked up that text you got. No, it didn't. Stop texting. Uh, people text me. I, mean, I have a very I have a very calculated setup here. We are sitting in two bar stool chairs that I found in Andrew's basement that look like... Kind of like barbershop chairs, but orange. Uh, I found an old box spring that I stuck in front of us to block sound. Um, Andrew just burped. I bet that got picked up too. The weird one. That was one of those ones that kind of like, ugh, gross, disgusting. It's a new diet. I bet. I I, I bet you can smell that through the sound waves. Pags, you let me know if you can smell that. Pags, tell us if you can smell the peppers and hummus. We watched two more episodes of Aqua Teen today. Uh, this is like sort of a holiday edition. This is December 23rd. The We're day before this. Christmas. The day, nope, the day before the day before Christmas. We're Jews. I Well, true, but I celebrate Christmas, and so do you, because you're uh, actually only half Jewish. Uh, but you don't know what the other half is. I do. It's Irish Catholic. Mm, that's debatable. Your mother, Nancy, is Irish Catholic. Well, we can't be like, can we bleep that out? Why? I don't want there First to be like name. so much info, but they already know my last name. Who's they? No one is listening Hagley to this. in the NSA. If it's the NSA, they already know who your, who your no, family is. No, because if they already knew that, then on my 18th birthday, we wouldn't send me a card saying, what's your social security number and your address? On your 18th birthday, you're saying you got a letter in the mail that was from the NSA, and it was asking what's your social security number and address? It's somebody from the government. I don't think that was anybody from the government. I think that was someone scamming you. No, you get your draft card when you turn 18. It's the stupidest thing, because they ask you No, I remember they that. They definitely know. Oh, I don't remember the part where they ask for your, your social. Oh, yeah. Lots of times. I still think he got scammed. 
We've all been there. You say that stuff like that stuff people say, but in this case, it's not true. That's something like people say, but that's not in this. No. If you haven't been there, write in and let us know, or we'll assume you have been there. Ask Carl. Write in some. Oh, oh, Paglia, please, please ask Carl some stuff, Paglia. Aquapodhungercast Andrew, at gmail.com. Andrew, I swear, I swear to, I swear to G, if you, if if you playing with those Star Wars Lego figures gets picked too. up on the, no, I don't. Oh uh, no, Vader. <laughs> Dark Lord. Uh, I have Save sent. Him. I have sent Vader, Darth Vader, <laughs> careening through space. And by space, I mean this basement. Where'd he go? We spent a lot of time in this basement as kids, Andrew. I'm gonna save him. Stop looking for Vader. We spent a lot of time oh, here. You th- if I you didn't throw him, growing up, look. this this room has become a just a this this room is actually a lot like the trash compactor from Star Wars. There's even a, a snake. New Hope. There, there's a snake in here. Yeah, that snake with the one eye. That's in here? He lives here. It was a snake with two eyes. I poked one of them out <laughs> as a young child. So it's just a regular snake, not a space snake. And why do you think it would still be alive? <laughs> oh, he was very vital. How could a snake a live in A lot of room? vitality. Where does he eat? What does he eat? Small things? Mm-hmm. Critters? Mm-hmm. Either small critters around here? You know those, like, um... It not Centipedes, definitely wrong, but, like, the creepy crawlies? I don't know what they're called. They got lots of arms. Centipedes. No, but the ugly ones, like millipedes. the really hideous ones that live in your basement, that live in my basement. Millipedes. It's debatable. Folks, write in. Paglia, write in what your experience with millipede-esque creatures in a basement is. Um, slug. Mm-hmm. No, I know what a millipedes. slug is. Millipedes. Mm-hmm. Centipedes. Gentlemen, behold. First episode. Uh, ooh, I don't even remember the title. I'm going to look it up. But it was the introduction of the Platonians. I know last time, Paglia, you'll remember, I said last time that um, the Moonanites might be my favorite all-time Aqua Teen characters. But Boy, may- were we wrong. Well, I'm not ready to say that, but like maybe a tie. Maybe Plutonians are better. If the Plutonians show up in this episode, Space Conflict from Beyond Pluto is the name of the episode. It is the sixth episode of the series, and I'm just realizing we skipped Balloonenstein. Skipped an episode. How did we skip it? Oh, we started. Skipped an episode. We skipped an episode. We'll come back to it. That's We're going to get a special edition. Maybe that'll be the, the Christmas episode will be some of the album in Balloonenstein, even though Balloonenstein has nothing to do with Christmas. You heard it here, folks. This is not the Christmas episode. No, this is not the Christmas episode. Even though episode. tomorrow's Christmas. That's true. No, wait. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you tricked me. You stupid idiot. You tricked me. Uh-huh. Uh, who is the fool? Today the is fool? December 23rd. Oh, the fool. Who follows the fool? Both. So Both are fools. I saw Star Wars this weekend. So did I. And now I'm quoting This is not that, a Star Wars podcast. That is a Star Wars quote, though. Fine. Thank you. That was my rendition of uh, Return of the Jedi when Luke cuts the his dad's hand off. Uh. I don't think Vader made a sound like that. No, he was totally cool through it. Yeah. Well, he gets a robot hand, so it's like... Well, in Empire, when him and Luke fight at the end, Luke gets, like, some knocks in on Vader, and, like, he hits Vader's shoulder, and, like, in the James Earl Jones voice, he's like, Arr! <laughs> like, Vader, like, Vader, like, really drops the whole, like, badass, like badass samurai thing for a second. 
Luke hits his shoulder. He slices his shoulder a little bit, and Vader's like, "Oh!" Speaking of that, let's talk about our favorite evil scientist person, Doctor Doctor Weird. Weird. Uh, rabbit watch, rabbit hole watch. No rabbit hole in the first in in but the Plutonians. If you episode. skip ahead to the next one, old Drippy, you will see that it is still there. So I guess we can consider <laughs> it still there. It's still there, but it was not present in space conflict. In space conflict. Pluto. Um, um, this one, uh, here's what I think. I think this whole episode is just like Aqua, Aqua Teen goes meta earlier than any other show. Aqua Teen episode six is going full meta. Doctor, we open with Dr. Weird and Steve. Dr. Weird yells out, gentlemen, behold, look at this. And, um, he just drops his pants and shows Steve his, 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 whatever's there. His, I'm uh, not even... line, to quote Buster Bluth, his Linus and Charlie Browns. I'm not even going to speculate what kind of genitalia Dr. Weird has. Ooh, um, I don't remember when it happens, but at, at some point we do see Dr. Weird. I don't remember if he had done this to himself or he is biologically like this, but at one in, a, in, a, in the future he drops his pants or what her his tunic, his W tunic or whatever it is, and uh, he's like a, do- a, de- a doll. He has like doll... Uh, his lower half is like a doll, so you see like the flat, right genital like, area, like, like attached, yeah, attached to doll legs, and that's <laughs> right. his his uh, nether region. That's something to look forward for, folks. Um, who knows what Steve? To... Who knows what Steve was was privy to at this point? But yeah, do, you know he yells out, "Gentlemen, this is where you're going to see some crazy." Uh, Doctor Frankenstein s creation, and um, instead he just shows Steve his. Junk or lack thereof. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Steve's just like, why? And that's it. That's, that's the it. opening. That's the opening. That's, it. that's the only, all we're going to talk about on this episode. But then the Plutonians show. Oh, we're going to talk about more. Uh, Paglia, don't you worry. The I tricked, Plutonians I tricked show up. Yeah, good trick. The Plutonians show up. Emery <laughs> and Oglethorpe. Um, their names are Emery and Oglethorpe. If, if for those of you out there, and by those of you, I mean Paglia. Paglia, if you've seen the movie, you know that. Uh, Emery and Oglethorpe were uh, paired together as roommates in college. That is the beginning of this friendship. In the present, right now, they are just two sp- uh, space space spike, aliens, spiky aliens. Is what they look like. Who they they have a spaceship. Of course, the aborted spinoff show Space Cataz would have featured them. Space Cataz, and they are in every Space Cataz um, called open in season four of Aqua Teen or season three of Aqua Teen. And they look, and again, meta, the, the, Aqua Teen going meta. They, they, they establish a connection to Frylock's home computer uh, and are able to beam him up to their ship. Right, with the, the particle. A particle uh, transporter, transporter. Which, at first, I love this part, they, Frylock asks if they have one. <laughs> And Oglethorpe says, Oh, what do we look like a bunch of nerds? That's your Oglethorpe impression? Uh, Oglethorpe, here's here's another tidbit about Emery and Oglethorpe. For, okay, to I, I to not to abandon describing them. They are, Emery is a more slender alien. He is basically, if a child uh, with a very shaky hand drew a Christmas tree yeah, he's and put a face on it. Bright, bright green. Bright, bright, neon green. Spikes. And just super, a big mass, a Christmas tree shaped mass. More of a Christmas tree or a cactus? I get why you he's say that, cactus-y. but more of a Christmas, just a jagged, poorly drawn Christmas tree. Or say like a Christmas tree with a lot of bites taken out of it. And he has spikes coming out. He also has a white headband on. Yep. He has a headband. 
He looks like he's going for a job. He is the much friendlier of the two. Uh, the much more well. He seems like a totally normal dude. Just a guy you'd want to hang you out would, with. You, yeah, that's true. Until, but like he he is very loyal. He's deeply loyal to Oglethorpe. He doesn't. He knows Oglethorpe. He hates Oglethorpe, sort of, but he also is complicit in all of Oglethorpe's buffoonery and schemes. Anyway, Oglethorpe is his counterpart, who is very dumb, very mean. Just like Shake asserts himself as the ringleader, even though he's very stupid and very, his just has mean knee jerk reactions to everything. He is like the same as Emery. He looks like a Dorito. He does look like a Dorito. He's, a he, he's just way fatter. He's like a way fatter triangle pyramid shape than Emery. The only reason you know he's fat with is spikes he has, and jagged edges. He's got the little like semicolons around his mouth. That's right. He is. Pr- you mean parentheses? He has parentheses. Oh, Andrew doesn't know there's parentheses and semicolons. Nah. Uh, he is like yeah. He has like an uh. He has two inverted parentheticals uh, drawn on his some mouth. Some people to show, call them semicolons to show big fat chubby cheeks. Um, and for some re- and again, you're not. I was gonna say for some reason, but again, if you've seen the film, if you've seen the Aquatine Mo- movie. They're paired together as roommates in college. We don't know their background before that. The point being, Emery has a very kind of talks like a California surfer guy. Yep. And but he's an he's American, and Oglethorpe is German. Yeah, clearly, or like a bad German accent. So on Pluto, there is like some equivalent of continents in America and uh, Germany, <laughs> at least or something like that. Maybe it's like um. The waves they picked up from. I was gonna say, ma- like it would. All, you could. You could also make sense that, like, well, but like we see again. If you've seen the movie, there's a lot of glimpses of their culture. It mirrors, like, a Western Earth culture. I gotta rewatch that movie. Remember, they're in college. Part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is so I can rewatch the whole series with less shame. I've watched. I think I've watched them by myself way more than you have. That could be. Because I remember but all this stuff. Pags will tell you. Mm-hmm. College, we watched it like three or four times. But didn't you get high a lot to watch it? No. Oh, okay. Only like one time. It was not enjoyable. No. Don't do we've it. We've discussed that. Don't do we it. We don't have to beat a dead horse. Well, um, that sounds sad. If you throw Bib Fortuna, I'm getting up to I'm find not going to throw him. Him slash her and Lord Vader. Why do you think that Bib Fortuna is not definitively male? It kind of looks like a lady. It's got like I a think so. like a slender, fair face. It's an alien. Um. Aliens can have gender. And well, I guess gender is I more guess. fluid to alien life forms. Guess so. I, I can't say that. For George sure. Lucas, if you're listening in, or J.J. Abram. Do you think his name is J.J. Abram? <laughs> yeah. It's Abrams. No, it's J.J. Abrams Star Wars. I mean, like Lee Daniels the butler? Yeah. J.J. Abrams <laughs> like the, Star Like you're Trek. saying the man's name is Lee Daniel, and yeah. the name of the movie is Lee Daniels the butler? Right, it's the butler by Lee Daniel. The butler that is owned by Lee Daniel. Right. Did you ever see that movie? No. No? It was really bad. Oh. Well, good James thing Marsden I skipped it. Oh, Cyclops! Played JFK. <clears throat> Alright, I'm in. He's not good. Uh, I'm gonna disagree. Okay, you didn't see the film. Yeah, but Marsden. Robin Williams. Alright. In one of his last roles played Eisenhower. Andrew has a look of inc- uh, incredulous look on his face. What happened to the Aqua Team? <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> where were we? <laughs> Emery and Oglethorpe, uh, be uh, they beam up Frylock. Beam Frylock up to their ship, Be- even though <laughs> because Oglethorpe wants to melt him. Yep, this whole thing revolves around that they just want to melt people. 
They have a pod in their ship that allegedly has a melting ray in it. Oh, they trick Frylock by grilling uh, a sliced open mm-hmm. watermelon, mm-hmm. Uh, a live chicken, mm-hmm. and what else is on the grill? There's one other thing. There's just like steaks. Like, like, yeah, like and they're just steaks. on fire on a grill. Well, there's watermelons on fire because, you, as Emery points out, it's a watermelon. You can't cook it. Right. So and it just catches on fire. So I assume they poured lighter fluid all over their charcoal hibachi grill. They assume that's how they tricked Frylock up there, not thinking Frylock just wants to meet aliens. Yeah, Frylock is so thrilled to meet aliens, <laughs> and this is going to be a theme going forward for Frylock. So about every extraterrestrial being he meets, every non-human entity he meets really will make you regret ever wanting to find out if there's extraterrestrial life. The Plutonians are the... I mean, Emery's very good-natured, but he's, he's... And he's a slightly... He's only smarter than Oglethorpe to the point that he, like, knows when things are... Like, he'll be like, I think this is dumb or this doesn't make sense, but he's dumb, too. He's very easily tricked. They are grilling. <laughs> I don't know where they got that grill. They beam Frylock up. Maybe they beamed up a grill. Maybe they beamed up a grill. They uh, beam Frylock up. Frylock is very unimpressed. quickly unimpressed, very quickly realizes that these are people he should not be spending time with. Um, Shake gets beamed up. Shake, at some point, gets beamed up, uh, which I think is the best line of the entire episode. Yeah, and it is. Uh, when Frylock is, like, scolding Shake, Shake goes, the beam came from outer space. You don't own that. That's you don't true. own you space. Don't own space. <laughs> Shake rightly Brilliant. tells Frylock, you don't own space. Um, it's that it's that beautiful child logic. So Frylock goes home because he's sick of this. Shake immediately decides, confronted with alien life, Wants being beamed to up to sue ship, them. He's going to sue them. He's For beaming him up too quickly. Yeah, he hurt his back, so he's going to sue them. He goes, I hope you're insured in that classic Shake. One of those Shake gambits in <laughs> Oglethorpe is dumb enough to go, oh, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is that, that your Oglethorpe? Oh god, what voice did I just do? He made fun of me for what mine. What was mine? His was worse. What What did I just do? What voice was that? I think that was a Star Wars character. This, like a Swedish Star Wars character? Yeah, like if Swedish Chef no, Swedish was Chef a Star Wars character. Is this? Smorky Borg Borg Borg. Smork Borg. Smorky Smorky Borg. If he got a job on Jabba's flying mm-hmm. palace mm-hmm. weird thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of it. It's Jabba's palace. Why is it called the palace? It's... It's clearly a ship. It's a sand ship. It's a ship that hovers oh, over sand. It's all making so much sense. It's a boat. It's like literally a boat that if hovers Garo over sand. If Garo was here, he would destroy everything. What? Yeah, I'm mixing Naruto and Star Wars and this Harry This is Potter. a Naruto They're all the free, same. free podcast. Yeah, Andrew thinks that J.K. Rowling was a fan of Naruto and then stole that plot for the plot of Harry Potter. Stole it and sold it to white people. The rest of the episode <laughs> is honestly just like a, ser- like a very quick s- succession of like dumb... Emery and Oglethorpe shenanigans. They want to melt Shake. Shake is on the ship. They want to melt Shake. So they get Shake they into have a their pod. Yeah, pod. it's a pod. There is like a ray gun at the top, of on the ceiling of it, but right. they cannot figure out how to use it. Also, Maybe it is a melter. Maybe yeah, it doesn't not. matter because every button on their ship seems to only make balloons and confetti drop from the ceiling. Right. They're ready to party. Yeah. Oh, right. And a, like a, a little song goes, like, like a party song. Sing it. <laughs> no, it just makes like a party horn I don't think, sound. Yeah, it makes the... Yeah, like, and uh, like the little kazoo balloons and and confetti fall from the ceiling. <laughs> Same thing when he when Emery when Oglethorpe says he has a button that will like blow up Earth. Right. Uh, he's like they, uh... Earth. Yes, let's blow it up. Was that better? That was good. That was okay. better. 
So instead, they put Shake through a virtual reality simulator, which is a fish tank. Because he demands food, right? Right. He demands food. They say, oh, I guess you'll eat pizza. So, like, <laughs> I, I guess there's some kind of green screen technology in the pod because, like, a, a projection of... But it is VR. It's like a virtual reality. I, I it is a VR because, like... We're led to believe that the being in it is much different than, than the us, way we how saw we it. see it. Because it's, Shake is in basically a fish tank with floating pizza, and a it's a show, and a woman is narrating it going, like, this is pizza atlantis um but shay can't eat it because it's vr and he's he's pissed and uh we we cut away from that for a call with carl carl no before that we go to the house right, meatwad right. set the floor on fire or didn't shake did i guess yeah shakes the floor's on fire that's confusing because they did say meatwad did it yeah but then it i think he did like it, it on shake's orders ball. from shake maybe yeah um, what you'll find, the floor's on fire, Frylock is scolding Meatwad, asking how, why it happened. Meatwad says something about, like, how, like, this is how I'm gonna do Carl's yard. Right. And I think what happened Carl's is yard. Shake, or Shake and Meatwad, Shake was contracted by Carl, or not even, probably, Shake probably made the whole thing up. Shake thinks he's contracted to, take like, cut Carl's grass, cut Carl's yard, and he just, he sets it on fire instead. Or had me instructed Meatwad to set it on fire. To the point that not only Carl's yard is totally charred, his but house his house melted. is melting his house a little melted bit. melted like a wax candle. No matter what part of his house, it all melts the exact same way. Yep. As if his house was one material. Mm-hmm. That's true. With a like low melting point. He does point out that the vinyl <laughs> siding melted off. Right. Um, Carl's pissed. He's, as he he's is upset. Wa- as he's wont to be. And he's and looking for Shake Man. Mm-hmm. But sh- guess what? Shake's in space. The the feed on the computer is still up though, so Carl goes to it, and he's like, "Oh, good, you're in Pizza Land." <laughs> like, <he laughs> that did... might be the best line of the yeah. episode. <laughs> um, Shake would not stay in Pizza Land though, because he, I guess, gets bored of the pizza. He gets pissed. Of, he he's can't bored eat the of the pizza. pizza. They gave him some magazines. So, he Ogle, didn't like those. Oglethorpe gives him lit women's magazines. I'm done with this. I was done with it the moment I saw it. <laughs> gives him women's health magazines. He's like, oh, eight ways to please your man. <laughs> <laughs> Go read this. The next, but Shake also gets a taste of another VR in the in the pod. It's like a magic school bus through a horse's digestive tract. Yeah, it's a horse's anus. <laughs> right. Oglethorpe is like, oh, enjoy this horse's anus. And it starts out that way. Uh, when Shake gets out, he loved it. He loved it there, loved and it. and this was the moment that they decide, like Emery and Oglethorpe, who were like loathsome idiots, uh, who are like very obno- like at least Oglethorpe is extremely obnoxious. They have had it with Shake. They do not want Shake around. Shake is so obnoxious and dumb and weird that I'm they actually, don't even want him around. I'm surprised at how how simple yet clever this plan was, given how not smart Oglethorpe is. He immediately says, there's a $100 bill on the on the wing, and then that gets Shake to think, want to go outside and get it. I think Shake inspires this in anyone, no matter how dumb they are. Shake's vileness will make anyone... Like, you know how in, like, older, in, like, 80s and 90s Harrison Ford movies, like, the whole shtick was that he was just, like, a regular Joe who then would, or, like, Die Hard. Like, Indiana Jones. No, not Indiana Jones. I'm talking, like, Clear and Present Danger or Air Force One or The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. In The Fugitive, he's a doc, he's a scientist in The Fugitive. Think about how much ass-kicking and running around he does in The Fugitive. He's just a scientist. I mean, Indiana Jones, he's an He's a, medi- he's he's a medical right? scientist. Ooh, good point. Mm. I feel like there's a Star level. Wars, I feel he's like just there's... some scummy guy. He's a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Um, that's what Leia calls him. 
I like it. Leia calls Han a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Spoiler alert. No. Yeah, spoiler alert for a movie that came out in 1977. <laughs> that, if you haven't seen, probably means that uh, you're some kind of... Nerf herder. Scruffy-looking nerf herder. No, like in the future... So Dr. Richard Kimball, he's a medical scientist, and he... he All he does is, like, make and test dr- like new drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, and, like... Now he has to become an action hero. I have no idea how we got to this point in our conversation. Have you not seen The Fugitive? No, I mean, how, why are we talking about how Have you or have you not seen The yeah, Fugitive? Yeah, I've seen The Fugitive. The one arm. Yeah, the one arm man. Yeah. Frederick Sykes. Yeah, I've seen Frederick that. Sykes, the one arm man. <clears throat> he was in League with Lens. He's the one who killed, and he's the one who killed Richard Kimball's wife. I didn't kill my wife. What's in the box? Nope, different movie. That's, uh, that's seven. What's in the box? Seven. Spoiler alert. What I was saying is that Harrison Ford, the shtick for a while is that he was like this average middle-aged guy who would be put in an extraordinary circumstance and would all of a sudden be able to like run and jump and leap and shoot and oh, fight. Oh, right. And that's... Um, because he was like trying to save his family. We're replacing skills with being a dick. Right. So Shake is such a dick that it will it would inspire ingenuity in getting rid of him in even the dumbest and most obnoxious of people. Elsewhere in the galaxy. That's fair. Yeah, that's what I think. So, so there is a hundred dollar bill on the wing of the plane. So I think my I need to just warm it up because I'm better. Getting, I can hear that it's getting better, and I, I heard how bad it was. <laughs> so Shake is in this. Um, it looks like uh, an escape pod with robot arms. Mm-hmm. It's small. Mm-hmm. Only Shake can fit in it. It's perfectly Shake sized, actually. And it's Shake sized. And he goes out there to look for the hundred dollar bill, and Emery and Oglethorpe just leave him in space. That's right. Uh, right, and it, but um, obviously set on a course for Earth, and not just set on a course for Earth, set on a course for their front lawn, the Aqua Teen's front lawn, because he lands on their front lawn. Right. I think he, lands he figures out how to pilot it. That is insane. Why would you think that? Uh, I can't believe you would think Shake would know how to pilot Why would they want to send him home? Was Shake the one who made the, the escape pod launch out, though, or did they do that by accident? He made one he of the escape it. pods launch, yeah. Shake was just hitting buttons and made, and like loosed their escape pod from its yeah. hutch. I it, think that Shake figured out, out how space, to pilot his little cone thing back to Earth. We'll differ on that, but I know they're dumb, but it's their ship and their technology. There are only so technology. many buttons. I feel like it couldn't be that hard. I feel like you're making some insane wild assumption that he could figure out how to use alien technology to pilot exactly back to his home. I think so. I'm calling it right now. The point is, um, even if he did that, he, it was unwitting. What a, he gets and, back and home. short-sighted because as soon as he steps out of that pod, he does Carl with wait, a tire. He doesn't even. He doesn't even step out. He opens the door. Opens the door. You're right. Kyle's there. Ky- Kyle. Who's Ky- <laughs> Kyle? You're thinking of Kylo Ren. I was thinking of Kyle Katarn from the Star Wars games. Who is Kyle Katarn? He is. Um, this is the Star Wars video game character minute with Andrew Reinfeld. Kyle Katarn is like an average du- Han Solo type. Mm-hmm. Goes to the Valley of the Jedi. Gets Force powers. Uh, becomes Luke Skywalker's like right hand, uh, okay. uh, kind of Guardians of the and Galaxy. Which game is this? Which Star Wars game is this? Like half of them. Oh, uh, interesting. Dark Forces, Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Academy. Are these all PC games or console games? Both. Okay. Uh, the first couple are PC, right. then they move to console. Okay. So and- he's like if Han Solo was a Jedi. That is all for the Andrew Reinfeld <laughs> Star Wars video game minute. Yep. All right. Good. That was a good episode. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, everybody. No. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening to the Andrew Reinfeld Star Wars Video Game Minute. So Carl is Shake there opens the door. There's Carl iron. with a tire iron. Shake says, Carl, that's a, that's a nice tire iron you got there. Yeah. It's like, yo, me, uh, yeah, this will be coming and show it to you. 
Carl goes into the pod with Shake, shuts the door behind him, and beats Shake mercilessly with a tire iron for setting fire to his lawn and melting his house. End of episode. Yeah. It's a really good one. I feel like that didn't really sum up. It's hard. This, this is one. It's hard to talk about because well, it was just a lot of funny. And I sense that being a problem because I feel like this is indicative of what most Aqua, the, especially the best Aqua Teen episodes are. It's just like jokes strung together with your good, like, favorite characters, but like, no plot, no nothing. Just go happening. watch it. Start just your own podcast. Start a podcast like about Bib Fortuna. Yeah, bibfortuna.com. You want to call the po- website? You I think own. the podcast should be called bibfortuna.com? Don't go to that Pack website. Leah, Pack Leah, check if it. the domain bibfortuna.com is open. And if that one is not open, check for um, bibformytuna.net. Check out Darth Bibfortuna. You know what I just realized? You know what I just realized? His name is a description of something. It's a bib for, for tuna. tuna. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did George Lucas use a bib while and he listen, eats tuna? And, well, but listen, that makes sense. I'm looking at a bib for tuna Lego right now, and it has the, the sn- his head. His head is like horns that resemble a large snake tail, and they wrap around his neck and upper and shoulders. Um, but the but one of the, the horn tails wraps around the front of his neck, right. which could itself act as a bib for tuna. Oh my god. This is now Star Wars Fan Theory Minute with Jesse. Now, I like the minutes. I'm going to keep the minutes. I'm going to do this one. Are you stealing it from me? Star Wars Fan Theory Minute with both of us. <laughs> George Lucas came up with the character Bib Fortuna while eating tuna, and George Lucas uses a bib. Not surprised. I, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, on the minute right now, on the minute, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the record on the minute. Um, George Lucas, definitely a guy who just, like, eats tuna salad by like the the tubful so much i, I bet on set of star wars i don't even wars, think he mixes mayo with it i bet that's why he hired irvin kershner to direct empire strikes back he had his hands full he was just on he was sitting there in a director's chair on set just digging into like a big tupperware thing of of real mayo-y tuna salad because we all know george lucas is a big fat is a big fat person i'm not here to fat shame anybody i will fat shame george lucas mm, lucas um, lucas Come on our show. All right, that's and it we'll for the. It that is it for the Star Wars fan theory minute Thanks, with both of us. But we are leapfrogging into the fat shaming George Lucas minute. George Lucas, if you don't want to be fat shamed on our show, come on the show. Come on the show. Come on the show. I have a lot to ask you about. I want to ask you what <laughs> what a uh, 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 Hasidic temple you found Irvin Kirshner at because that's the most Jewish name I've ever heard in my life. Um, I want to know. Was Bib Fortuna named after a Bib I want to know Fortuna. if Bib Fortuna was in fact named after you. Was the, the name was inspired when you were uh, eating tuna salad and you were you need you re, you spilled it on yourself and realized you needed a bib. Was Ponda Baba's original name Panda Bubba, as in a guy <laughs> named Bubba who was also a panda. also a panda bear. Um, um, oh, that's it. That's all. That's I got. it. I was that's thinking, it for was, the George Lucas fat shaming uh, slash questions minute. I was trying so hard to think both of, of us other weird character that's, names. George, if you come on the show, that's all we will ask you. That's all we'll ask you. The next episode we watched is Old Drippy. Old Drippy, based on this con- one control group, I'd say is a bit of a polarizing character because I-, I find him pretty meh. Andrew loves him. I like him. I think he's a nice. Uh, I think he's a cool breeze. Well, Old Drippy is the one ever. I think. In the history of the show, the one altruistic character. The whole time you're watching Old Drippy, like, I'm sitting there thinking, when is he going to reveal himself to be a monster? Turns out, no. He's not. He's this just a is, nice guy. This episode is fucking tragic. It's sad. Old Drippy is a fucking tragic episode. 
uh, uh. because so Shake has made a, a catastrophic mess of the kitchen. It's like he didn't even use the trash can for any of his food. He just kind of threw it on the floor and left it. Yeah. Um, there is a full, uh, rotisserie chicken with a knife sticking out of it. Yep. There is mold and fungi all over the place, fortuitously, of course. Uh, everything is out of the fridge, spilling out of the closet. He tried to shove a bunch of, like, garbage in the closet, and it's spilling out. And he's in the living room, uh, eating raw hot dogs off of Rylock's satellite dish. Mm-hmm. Which is um, the last dish in the house. Yeah, he offers Frylock <laughs> a hot dog by telling him the... The dog meat is cooked really good or something. But he, yeah. he I, and I thought, like, I think he does think it's dog meat. He might. Because he's so stupid. He, meat one says, I want one. So Shake hocks a huge loogie all over the hot dogs and says, you still want them? And meat one's like, yeah. <laughs> like that is, com- that gesture Just is completely bad. lost on meat one. He wants, yeah, meat one's hungry. Um. Out of the garbage rises Old Drippy, yep. which is a mix of like uh, well, you mold. forgot. Frylock actually does get Shake to go out and get uh, go to the grocery store and get cleaning supplies to clean oh, up the kitchen. And he comes back with cheese nothing whiz. but cheese whiz and one bottle of like de- of uh, spray, like mm-hmm. kitchen spray. Mm-hmm. But cheese whiz and do like you're gonna clean the kitchen with cheese whiz. He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the fungi, the fungus... Oh, and a, and a barrel of gasoline. Barrel of ga- Oh, right, so Shake says, uh, like, wow, we're gonna cook now! And he pours gasoline all over the, the, his easy chair, right. and then his, says, and then lights it on fire. His he solution says, is to... We a- don't have, oh, you're, we don't have a stove? Yes, we do! And he lights the chair on fire. He's gonna abandon the kitchen, mm-hmm. make a new kitchen mm-hmm. in the living room. Mm-hmm. With, with kerosene. Yep. And fire. <laughs> yep. And I guess just roast hot dogs over it. Why not? Um, so out, out of the, uh, out of the frying pan and into the fryer, pretty literally, metaphorically and literally, if I can. Boom! Oh, I thought you were going to just boo me. Nope. Oh, cool. No, I like okay. that one. This is the Metaphor Minute with Andrew Reinfeld. Andrew Reinfeld, what oh. is your favorite metaphor? Happy as a clam. Is that a simile? I think that's a simile. Damn that's it. definitely a simile, but um, why do you like it? I don't understand it. Okay. It's a paradox to how me. How does it, I don't think it's a paradox, but why, why don't you like it? Why, uh, why don't you understand it? I've never, I mean, like, I get, like. You've never seen a clam show emotion? No. I don't think they have the capacity. You know, I have a question. Who has? Who has seen a clam? Who has seen a clam show emotion? Who's seen a clam? Oh, you've never seen a clam? Fisherman. Is that a joke? No. <laughs> Is it? I really <laughs> hope not. funny, then yes. I hope that's not a joke. Um, hey, who's seen a clam? <laughs> Fisherman. A fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for the oh, Andrew Reinfeld boy. joke minute. And Met- metaphor minute. That's nope, metaphor. we had already ended oh. the metaphor minute, gone into the joke minute. Both are over now, and I think they were. <laughs> Thanks everybody. And I think they Thanks, were both. And I think they were both um, fail, abject failures. I don't think we'll be bringing back those minutes. We'll see what happens in the future. The fungus and mold in the kitchen in the kitchen um, morphs rises into a. Um, a black mold mass. Oh, a mold um, with a with a face with a towel with a sentient. It becomes sentient. Right. He's the, old. Drippy. The mold achieves sentience. Be, turns into this kind of big mass of mold and fungus. And he, you know, the fungus stretches out a tube here like arms. And he, but he has a real face. He kind of looks like a small Oglethorpe. Kind of, but black. Yeah, sure. Um, but ooh, do they have opposite dispositions? Oh yeah. 
Uh, he's delightful. The first thing he wants to do is play with Meatwad's quote-unquote dolls. Dolls, this is where we meet Dewey and Vanessa. You know what I love about Dewey and Vanessa? They make a cute couple. They do, and it's it's, it's very progressive because Vanessa... Has a mustache. Has a, is a man. Vanessa... Vanessa is, a eaten, is, is a half-eaten green apple. With a mustache... Uh, and like bald, and like sharp, yeah, it's all sharp down. But the hair is bald. Like he get like like when a man loses his hair and has the ring, that's kind of what Vanessa has and a mustache. Yeah, and Dewey is, is a paper boyfriend. towel. Uh, yep, uh, paper the, towel the inside of a paper towel. Paper towel roll, cardboard paper towel roll. Two eyes, a red nose, and a little line for and mouth. And that's Dewey, and they work on a train. Yeah, right. they, um, they work on a railroad. Right, they work on a railroad. They are married. Yep, they got married no. in space. He's because he when he introduced them he said this is her boyfriend Dewey. Oh, they're going to get married. Their in fiance. Space. Yeah, uh, or they have some kind of plans to wed. They are betrothed. They are b- betrothed but to one another. This will all get knocked out of the way because old Drippy says that he's gonna get he's gonna get some real dolls. Sure. For Meatwad. Uh, and 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 Andrew, what is the oh, hot, what is the hottest wait. doll store in town? I love when they introduce stores in this show. Diggity diggity doll. Hot diggity doll. I'm sorry. Hot diggity doll. Diggity diggity doll. I'm still saying it wrong. Why can't I get on this? Hot diggity dolls. The hot hottest diggity doll. Da- has the hottest dolls in town. Hot diggity dolls, where you get the best dolls. But old Drippy doesn't have money. Meatwad doesn't have money. No one has money. Yeah, there's no I, money in this show. It's almost as if it's implied though that old Drippy thinks Carl's bedroom is the doll store. Right. Because <laughs> he goes straight from that conversation to to Carl's room. Carl <laughs> is having a hot date with a. <laughs> Uh, beer, uh, you know, a standy, a, 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 one of cardboard. those life-size cutouts, cardboard cutouts of, a, it was a beer promo from, the, that he stole from the liquor store, of a hot chick in a bikini. She doesn't have a head. Who knows if she's hot? Yeah, because the head has been removed. Crudely. Crudely removed. Hard to tell if it was removed by Carl or that's, like, he maybe found it in the trash. It seems like he, he was, stole it and on his way out maybe bashed the maybe. head off of it. On in purpose? His, no, just like, yeah, like in running out of the off. store, it, it like... Well, I think he stole it from outside, in front of the store. Uh, I was picturing it was in, and he was like, "Oh, I'm just here to uh, oh, look at beers," uh, oh, and then took like it. He ran. went up to the front of the store. It was outside the door, and he was like, "I'm going to, you know, um, going to take this," and he ran off with it. Anyway, it has no head. It's a chick in a bikini holding a six pack and a surfboard, and somehow Carl no is head. going to be intimate with it. Yeah, this. He's. What do you mean somehow? Carl gets sloppy on do? that it's, cutout. It's, you think he gets on top of it? Yes. I don't want to think. So, whatever. Whatever. Old no, no, Ruby no. takes it. Let's, let's, let's not. I'd like to go let's... push ahead with this. What, like, what aren't you wrapping your head around? Carl flops up and down on top of that cardboard cutout and ejaculates on Does it. Does he, like... I think he just, like, rubs on it and it then... It sounds painful. He's that lonely. Oh, man. He's that lonely. I feel bad for Carl sometimes. Well, this isn't he's one not of those times. a nice man. Uh, he deserves so don't it. don't feel bad He deserves for him. everything that comes to him. Yeah, yeah, he does. To quote the Big Lebowski, as is every bum's lot in life his own. That's true. But let, hold on, though, because we get some insight later on to Carl's childhood. Oh, it was sad. Carl had a really sad childhood. He, Why aren't we doing that for the Christmas episode? It's not, it's not, we are not up to it yet. Oh, man. Maybe next year. Maybe next year, Maybe folks. next Christmas, one year from today, we will only be that far. We will get three episodes done by then, which mm-hmm. is six Aquatine episodes and three Aquapod episodes. I don't even think that's enough to get to that episode. Uh, it is if we keep skipping episodes like we did with Balloon it's and true. Steam. I-, I can't believe I missed that. It doesn't matter. Listen, uh, Carl, as a child, was forced to eat carpet. Right, that was his Christmas dinner. Carl's dad worked in a carpet, in a glute carpet 
factory, like where they pressed carpet, park carpeting together. Um, and he would bring home samples, carpet samples from work, and that and that made was Carl Christmas eat them. Dinner. That was dinner in Carl's house. Uh, the point is, Carl is, is <laughs> Carl's girlfriend or <laughs> yeah. wife or whatever is um, this cardboard cutout with no head. Old Drippy steals it for as a doll for Meatwad to play with for Meatwad, and when he brings it um, home, Meatwad goes a drunk girl. <laughs> yeah, why does he know that? <laughs> he sees the beer. Oh boy! So uh, immediately. He uh, lives next to Carl. He knows what being drunk is. Dewey and Vanessa's wedding is apparently off. Yeah. And now Dewey is marrying the, the cardboard drunk cutout. girl cardboard cutout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Carl comes looking after So her. Dewey and Meatwater are playing their wedding. Yeah. And Carl comes by looking for her. He mm-hmm. says, where's my girlfriend? Or something yeah. like, you, <laughs> see, you see a supermodel in a bikini with a six pack <laughs> yeah. as if it was a real woman. And me and uh, Fryla's like, yeah, I think I saw it front of the liquor store girl's like oh yeah you know uh whatever <laughs> like clearly stole it right um, so frylock tells tells him it's in the back room in meatwad's room carl goes to get her uh dewey no sorry not dewey old drippy being the wonderful charming individual he is yep. apologizes profusely and says i'm the one who's going to to mow your lawn for right. being such a big jerk <laughs> No, rake your lawn. You're confusing rake. it with the last he episode. He decides to rake the lawn. He sees a leaf in Carl's gutter. He says, Carl, when was the last time you cleaned out your gutter? Foreshadowing warning. Carl says, yeah, if I wanted a wife, I'd order one from I order one from Russia. Of course. We, which eventually we, happens. We will get, we will get to oh, that. That's, that's such the episode a good, we learned Carl's last name. That is such a good episode. It is very good. Oh, my good. God. It's called Mail Order Brian. It's so sad. We'll get to it. Back to this. Um... What else happens after this? Um, he cleans up. He rakes Carl's yard. Right. And at some point, they ki- they uh, go back. Shake I guess they just gets... everyone loves Old Drippy. Everyone yeah. loves Old Drippy, again, because he is the perfect person. He's, they, he's sweet and kind they and They start generous. telling Shake, Shake needs to be more like him. Carl says, you gotta be more like uh, him. Oh, oh. Old Drippy brings everyone except for Shake a latte. Oh, right. He's like, I'm gonna go get us lattes. And he brings three lattes to the house, one for... Meatwad, one for Frylock and one for himself. Do you... Alright, I'll put this question to you. Do you think that... Old Drippy was being like a little... Yeah, was that a passive-aggressive... Um, you know, sh- sh- uh, shade thrown at a Shake? Or, or did he really just not know Shake was there? I feel like... Because his answer is, I didn't know you were here. I feel like he knew that Shake was there, but legitimately thought that Shake being such a jerk... Like wouldn't want wouldn't even something want it from, from him. him. Yeah, yeah, because there's no indication at all that ever in the episode that Old Drippy is anything less than like the most this beautiful altruistic soul. Right. He even offers Shake his own. Right. Latte. He says oh, you can have mine. Shake won't take it and Shake instead slaps, slaps it out of his it. hand and says I'll slap it out of your hand. And Old Drippy is like that was probably my fault. Uh, he's so nice. Yeah, he's so he's nice. So nice. Oh my god, I wish we knew him. Well, uh, you know. You say so. Uh, careful what you wish for, because old Drippy. Long story short, old Drippy gets eaten by Shake. Shake. They kick Shake out of the house because he's such a jerk. It's pouring rain. Shake gets the flu or a fever. Yeah. After he tries um, to make a shelter out of three couch sofa cushions, cushions. Um, and um, lightning strikes his. Yeah, cushions, he's which like is put, awesome. setting up a fort with his cushions. He's like, I've never done this before. And then lightning strikes and goes, and he screams and runs in the house. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's sick from the rain. Old Drippy, turns out, he's half penicillin. Yep. He says, the only way is for you to eat my head. 
He uh, is willing to give himself, sacrifice himself for Shake to, to get over, a, like, a fucking flu. Right. Even um, though they have penicillin. Frylock says, oh, if this is about penicillin, I've got... I've got penicillin. Penicillin in my lab. Uh, and Shake says, no, you said it's the only way. And he's already began munching on Old Drippy's head. And, I mean, from there, he just, he, like, it, it's just some, for some reason, they have the penicillin, but it is set in stone. Shake is going to eat Old Drippy. He eats him for Old Drippy about can't say no day. to anybody either. He's going to keep eating, and Old Drippy's going to let him eat him. Yeah. Um, it's a horrible end. It's it's horrible to watch. Well, wait, we get, we get to the next day, and mm-hmm. Old Drippy is about half eaten. More. More than half. 60% eaten. Yeah. 66% eaten. 80% eaten. He's mostly eaten except for his face and his bottom part. Yeah. Uh, Shake, Shake is, is feeling a lot health. better. Goes outside and sees a free flyer. No, no, no. You say, you see, you say that, but and Shake said that. But here's the thing: um, Shake doesn't know what flyers are, <laughs> because if Shake knew what flyers are, he would know that all flyers are free. The point of flyers is that the flyer itself is free. Right. It's a promotion that they give you for free to get you to. Not even give you for free. It's a piece of paper. But he it's was to excited get you to go buy something. Shake sees a flyer floating out in the road and says, "Free flyer," which right. is because he's an idiot. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong, but it's redundant. <laughs> yeah. So he All goes out there. All flyers are free, Andrew. He All goes out there and is just reading it in the middle of the road as a giant truck is barreling. This is the flyer him. conspiracy minute with Andrew Reinfeld. What do you, Andrew? What do you think that that the conspiracy is with flyers? Why do you think that not all flyers are free? Oh, um. So check it out. Sometimes you have to pay for them. How do you mean? There's no such thing as a free flyer is what I learned in business school. Explain yourself. Um, marketing? Good answer. That is it for the uh, Flyer Conspiracy Minute with Andrew Reinfeld. I have a degree in business. Do you? Is that what your degree is? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. It's crazy, right? I did not know that. Oh, man. I, what is that? A B? A BA? A B? It's a, it's, a, it's a BS. It's a BS? It's a BS. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. It's bullshit. The BS is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I have a BA because I'm a creative type. BA, just like Mr. T. Yeah, BA Bracus. Bad attitude. What does the B and the A stand for in BA Bracus? Bad attitude. Is that true? Yep. That's so stupid. It's so, awesome. what's his real name? I, I think that is his real name. No, no, no. No baby is named. No, no one has a baby and names it Bad Attitude Bracus. I would. If it was Mr. T, I guess I would. You heard it here first, folks. When I have my first <laughs> child. B.A. And uh, the people behind the A-team are going to sue your balls off. And whatever last name I change my last name to. <laughs> so you're not going to change... You're going to name your kid B.A. but not change your name to Baracus. No. It's taken. Good point. So is B.A. as a name. Okay. Okay. But names... It's like saying Jesse's already been taken. This is a different thing. <laughs> this is the same. This uh, is the Baby b- Names b- Minute b- with b- Andrew b- Reinfeld. B- Wolf? <laughs> that is it for the name... The baby name's been Andrew Reinfeld, so we've got two. We've got Bad Attitude and Wolf. Do you really like Wolf Blitzer? No. Wolf is a is a family name. No, it's not. Yeah. Who in your family is named Wolf? My great, great, great uncle. That's awesome. You can find it on the Ellis Island database. I won't do that, but I believe you. Yeah, buddy. Um, I don't think I'm really Do you have to go to Ellis Island to access that database, <laughs> no, or can you do it internet. online? You do right now. Wow, that kind of ruined like that. Find like, someone they, named they should, You should have to go there to do it because I remember they took us there as kids. Yeah, uh, a trip to Ellis Island. They had like these little, which is pretty impressive technology they for made, back in like um, what like two, the year two thousand. They made the immigration process seem so much more fun than I'm sure it was. Oh yeah, did you ever have to do this at school? When I was in fourth grade, um, we had an immigration day at school, 
and you dressed up as yep. your your um predominant ancestry. Yeah, I did that. And like did all this research and bought like a big <clears throat> like presentation and visual presentation. Mm-hmm. What were you? I was uh I went as my my great grandfather who was a who was a wolf or someone else. No, it's a different one. Okay. He was a uh, baker in Germany. Oh, that's awesome. So I wore like Oh wait. What kind literal, of baker in uh, Germany? Literal baker. Made dough. Is uh, this on your father's side or your mother's side? Father's side. Okay, so he was a, a Jewish man. Jewish man. Okay. So, so I, he wouldn't have been... I went as a... You know, I put on using like... Using the bad kind of ovens. Like um, suspenders, one of those funny mm-hmm. hats that mm-hmm. the hipster kids wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, why is that? Why is it that when everyone dresses up as like a um, early 20th century person or a mid to late... Uh, 19th century person. They dress as a 1920s American newsboy. I don't. That's why the newsboy cap, suspenders, and like a, and like a band collar shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, like like a young street urchin <laughs> from the 1920s who's going extra extra. I had a rolling pin because I think that's exactly how I dressed, and I was yeah, I was a Polish guy. That's how white people looked back then. I guess that's true. Um, Every white person in Europe looked like a newsboy from the from the 20s so in America. I, I had my rolling pin, mm-hmm. and I had uh, this big fake glass diamond. Uh huh. Why? Because uh, I made up that my grandparents smuggled in diamonds so they could start living here. I don't think it's true. That's really funny. But I said that. That's really funny. Um. Oh wait. Was I? I am Polish, but I might. I'm also. There's Austrian in there. That's what it was. You know, it was unfair for for me and other kids. Other other white children. It like was me. easy for the white kids. Um. Well, no. Like, I could, I don't know what I I had. My ancestry is so boring. There's. There's like, uh, there's, there's... It was like introductory to privilege. Most, most of it was just like, it was like some Austrian and some Polish, which is so boring. And I think I went with the Austrian one. And I think I was just like running around screaming, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Austrian. <laughs> That's like all I had to hang my hat on. Grandpa Oglethorpe. Yeah. So Shake runs out in the road <laughs> to grab this flyer. A semi-truck is barreling towards him. It's a flyer for wings. Yep, it's it's, it's not like even a good deal. Nine, yeah, what is it like? He says like I I think he says order like fifteen dollars and get free shipping or something. He something says something really weird. Dumb. Yeah, and uh, old Drippy runs out with his last with his last bits of strength runs out into the road and knocks and shake knocks out Shake of out of the way and gets slammed by the semi truck. Cut to Shake eating Shake's... a bucket of barbecue wings and is in upset Carl's pool that Drippy pushed him. Well, she, well, well, Frylock is admonishing him, like, oh, Drippy died. And she's like, he pushed me! Yeah. He's like, out of the way of the truck! He's like, well, he's in a better place now. He's like, no, he's, he's in, in the, the grill, grill of the, the truck. truck! Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Oh! Yeah, you can't talk. You owe me another Coke. Ah, oh, that's a three, that's three Cokes. I'm not getting you any Cokes. Four Cokes. Fine. Do the podcast yourself. Fine. One Coke. Now what? Ha! One Coke. It's called a Gambit. That's the gambit. That's or a, is that gambit. a gambit. That's a gambit. That's the do that's the podcast not, yourself gambit. That's not the character. This is gambit. the gambit minute with Andrew Reinfeld, where you can either talk about the character gambit or g- gambits in general, but not both. Pick one. So when the when the X Men character <laughs> Remy LeBeau yep, is Remy playing LeBeau. chess, mm-hmm. sometimes he'll move all the pieces away from his king so that he can switch his king and his rook. Now, a little bit on Remy. That's so stupid. A little bit on Remy LeBeau. A little bit on Remy LeBeau. Um, In the comics, I know they write his word bubbles, like, with, like... A thick Cajun accent. Like, super Cajun. (laughs) He's the raging Cajun. Mm -hmm. He's mad. 
Um, that's so dumb. <laughs> Maybe the dumbest character in all of comic books. What? Gambit. He's awesome. He, he is... throws cards. He is just a douchebag from New Orleans who definitely doesn't actually talk like that. Um, because like no one. Do I owe you money? I see. That's I Man, think. Remy LeBeau, I am. That's I think even under. I don't think that's he a Cajun voice. The guy in the movie doesn't do it. Well, that's Taylor. Kitch. That's Friday Night Lights. Taylor Kitsch. You need to watch the, the guys. X Men in X Men Origins show. Wolverine. Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights played Gambit. You know, Channing Tatum is playing him in an upcoming Gambit movie. There, wait, Produce. he's getting his own film? Yeah. Why? Oh, I know. That's what I said. Um, I love Gambit. He is one of my so favorite actors. you're not going to see the he Channing Tatum Gambit film. He does not deserve his own film. So you're not going to go opening weekend this You know who deserves Channing his own Gambit movie? Film. Magneto first. What if the Channing Tatum Gambit movie was like Magic Mike, but Gambit? Ooh. Ah, I knew Ooh. it. Is Twitch in it? Who's Twitch? From So You Think You Can Dance? I have not seen Magic Mike, nor have I seen So You Think You Can Dance. But apparently there's a person named Twitch. He does robot dancing. That's it for the Gambit Minute with Andrew Reinfeld. Thank you, everybody. Twitch, if you're out there and you want to do some robot dancing on oh, the show, call in. Twitch, call in for... Let's get Twitch when we do um, Cybernetic Ghost. Paglia, if any of this rings a bell to you... You call in. Tweet at Macklemore. Oh, and tweet at Macklemore. Tweet about Magic Mike, the Gambit movie, at Macklemore. Um, Magic tw- Remy. Tweet about Cajun people to Macklemore. Old Drippy dies, sacrifices himself for uh, Shake. Shake shows his soul. No remorse. Meatwad asks for a wing. Shake says, here, fetch. Throws one in the yard. Meatwad says, this is just a bone. Yeah, make a doll out of that. Yeah. And that was actually probably the best closing line of an episode They're not usually great at putting, like, a button tag on on, on episodes. That was a good one. Button tag. That's not a phrase. Putting a button on an episode. Button tagged. (laughs) Something Remy LeBeau does. Except he would say Bottom Tag. Bottom Tag. Le Bottom Tag. Le Bottom Tag. Oh, man. Because people from New Orleans think they're French. I've seen them before. They're not. You're not French Stop people from New Orleans. Stop eating alligators. You're not Stop it. French. What if we you have fr- can't what if eat we, alligators. What if we have, like, Creole slash Cajun listeners from Louisiana, and they're our only listeners so far? And now they're like, podcast over. Is Paglia from there? No. Then we don't have any listeners from there. The, the NSA guys might be. I doubt it. I doubt it. I think and the NSA <laughs> guys listening to this are, like, Agent J and Agent K. Well, you think they just get letters? If anyone from well, the NSA, well, because Agent K is working in that is in is working in that um, post office, right? Still. If anyone from the NSA wants to, because uh, wait, to call hold in. on, Men in Black Three at the end of this is the Men in Black minute with both that, of us. It was Men in Black Two is when he's working. No, I know that. Yeah. In Men in Black Three, does K get his mind wiped again at the end of the, after the events of the third film? Does his mind get wiped? Oh my god! I, I or think... does he just materialize back in his study while like drinking because it's his last day? Here's the thing: after we saw Men in Black Three, I went home and I concussed myself against the support <laughs> beams of my home. And that's how Will Smith uh, <laughs> got the idea to do the movie Concussion. <laughs> Little known fact that he did the same. He read about me, or he did the same. He thing. just knew. He just knew. Uh, I came home, slammed my head so hard into the thing just to forget. That you forgot. That and I did. Like a like that was your mind wipe because you don't have a little pen that you can click and right. But I do have concrete support beams and does the same thing. It does the same thing. Cool. So now I'm making you remember. But I can't remember. Does he get? Does his mind get wiped? Like I feel like. The, uh, I think he does. And he goes back to work in that post office <laughs> with the. With Bismarck, key. with the, everyone in the mail room, turns out to be an alien, and of course one of them is um, rapper Bismarck, key, who 
first of all, here's a, uh, I didn't know a lot about Biz Marquis at the time when I saw that movie because I was a kid uh, when I saw Men in Black 2. Then I found out who Biz Marquis was. He's not known for beatboxing, nope. which is all. He doesn't rap. He's an alien, and the way he shows that he's an alien is that he beatboxes. But the beatboxing, of course, is an alien language Let's play that Agent J is speaking to him. Was Men in Black 2 directed by white people? Yeah, there we go. Barry That's Son- your answer. Barry Sonnenfeld directed all three Men in Black. You know what he said? He Legendary said, Hollywood director Barry Sonnenfeld. Wouldn't it be Sonnenfeld. funny if our black aliens beatboxed? I saw that on a TV show, mm-hmm. and that's what he went with. But he got Biz, best known for Biz Marquis, best Biz known Fortuna. for the song "Just a Friend." Ooh, Biz Fortuna. That's it for the Men in Black minute with both of us. Tweet, Pagley, a tweet, a tweet, Bib Fortuna oh. at Macklemore, and tweets. Um, Biz Fortuna at Matt. Or get the Twitter handle Biz Fortuna Ooh. before I do. Up for grabs. Twitter handle Biz Fortuna. Uh, which would, of course, all, all the tweets that would have to be, com- the point would be combining Biz Marquee lyrics with, I guess, Star Wars stuff. Because Biz Fortuna does not talk. I was thinking it was going to be nothing but uh, strict analysis of the job market in America, but all in Star Wars terms. Okay, that's stupid. Um, Business Fortuna. Oh, Biz Fortuna. Biz. Got yeah. it. Do you want to do some iPhone notes? Oh, yeah. Let's see what I got. Maybe I got... we'll land on one that's Christmas-themed, but I, I doubt it. Oh, I feel like I guess. <sighs> Andrew seems to be getting sexually excited from uh, rapidly scrolling through his iPhone notes. He clicks on one. Keep scrolling. You're ruining this. We're back. And stop. Okay. I, can I read it? No. I, Ka- let me read fine. it. Fine. Andrew's going to read it. <clears throat> we are in love, and we have a full <laughs> schedule to prove it. One, three, eight. Two nine four. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> we first of all, like that. Honestly, that was the original title for uh, Rihanna's "We Found Love in a Hopeless Place." <laughs> Originally, the lyrics were "We found we we are in love and we have a full schedule to prove it." And she's right. like, "I feel like this is clunky. Right. I feel like this is too clunky." And she's like, "We found love in a hopeless place." Okay. Can I give you my best guess of what this is from? Wait, mm-hmm. look. if it's from, okay, it was February twenty second. Mm-hmm. Of what year? This year. This year. Which means it was way too long after Valentine's Day for it to be a Valentine's Day joke. Okay. But I still think it was. I think I looked on Facebook, saw a bunch of people, like, posting their Valentine's Day plans. You got peeved. And I was like... Were you, you peeved, or do you think it's just si- was, something silly to make fun of? I was thinking it was something silly to make fun but of. But you're not peeved that, like, like, you angry. don't... Right. You're not, like, one of those... I was just like, this is people. stupid. So, what I wrote down was... Um, the only way you can really prove that you're in love mm-hmm. is if you have a full schedule. And I was going to make that into a stand-up bit. Uh, hasn't materialized yet, but maybe Obviously. one day. If you're ever at like a comedy club, because the punchline apparently is one three eight two four two. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's probably a code. Under one line underneath the phrase, there is a number one hundred thirty-eight. One line underneath that, two hundred ninety-four. Inexplicable, though. I promise you, they mean nothing to All me right, now. Fine. <laughs> well, none of this means anything to you now. Uh, I got some great stuff on here though for when we'll we get do. To it. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, tweet at tweet the phrase Paglia. Tweet this phrase <laughs> at Macklemore. We are in love, and we have a full schedule to prove it. One three eight two nine hashtag one three eight hashtag two nine four. You know it's gonna be bad. What? One day I'm gonna land on the password for mm-hmm. the Aquapod Hungercast stuff. And you're gonna and you're gonna forget and read it out loud. Oh, am I allowed to skip them? If you land on that one, don't say it. All right, or I'll lie to you people. Okay. I'm a liar. Yeah, or you could, like, change the password after that. Ha <laughs> Okay. Um, all right, let's ask Carl. Oh, uh, it's time for Ask Carl. 
Did anyone write in any questions? No. no you didn't, <laughs> you bums. <laughs> maybe next time. You mean you bum because the only person listening to this is Paglia. Paglia, maybe someone from the NSA, probably not. Um, hey, Carl. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> um, you know, holidays are coming up. Sure. It's Christmas. Right. I don't really like Christmas that much, though. What? That's, oh, man. Not a happy time in my in my home. What'd you ask Santa for this year? What? You fucking patronizing me like I'm a fucking child? You think I ask Santa for things? So it's, it's nothing? I asked him for a pair... <laughs> I asked him for a pair of wireless headphones. Okay. So I could um, get far <laughs> away from the TV for when I watch porn. Why would you want to... listen be... to it. Because I like that, uh, you know, I want to get the full right, sound. you want the good sound. Of but the moaning. Why do you want to be far from because the TV? Because then when I, I'm jerking off, um, and when I, you know, uh, you know. Right, finish. Sure. Is, is an okay way of saying that. Yeah, I don't want to get on the TV because I've ruined, like, three oh, TVs wow. that way. Re- ruined them. Yeah. You didn't just wash it off with, like, a hot cloth? Uh, you, well, the first time, I, like, I just took a towel and rubbed it, but it rubbed into the... Oh. The plasma, right. I guess. The second time, hot cloth, but I it was wet and it fried the television. Um, I also I get my look. I get I'm not fucking like made of money over here. Uh, the, 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 I get my TV. You know, I'm not getting like. Actually, it's the, the brand of TV I get is is phony. It's like a Sony, Sony but, but right. Yeah, Fake. <laughs> not it's a real knock television, off. but yeah, it's like a knockoff Sony. It's called phony. And they don't work so good. Um, uh, you gotta be, like really keep ow. your hands off of them. That's why I keep it on the same, uh, like scrambled porn channel. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Times. You just kind of like whenever you see a glimpse. Unless I'm watching the Rutgers game or the Giants game, right? You and then I'm flipping back you and forth. Got it. Yeah. Um. So you know, you mentioned money's a little tight this year. Sure. Uh. Who? Is, who uh, thanks, Obama. Ru- you heard it here first. Not my president. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Because I didn't vote. Uh, I don't vote. Right. I don't right. fucking vote. Um, it's uh, a scam. I know you do a lot of work out of your home. Are you expecting a Christmas bonus? Is that something that happens in your line of work? If my <laughs> if my if my Christmas <laughs> if my Christmas bonus, uh, you mean you mean like like you know. Uh, finding half a pop tart under my bed, maybe that I didn't know was there, but no, um, I'm, I'm um, in between jobs, so to right. speak, right now. Okay, I, we've all been there, I think. Sure. Um, Who are you again? I'm the interviewer. Yeah, why are you here? I'm inter- you're you're on this podcast. What's it's called Aquapod Hungercast? It's mostly about your neighbors, but uh-huh. a lot about your interactions with them. What do you care about them? They're fucking freaks. I know they're uh, the American people. One American person uh, likes hearing about it. Yeah, him. who's that? From, uh, his name's Pags. He's... Sounds like a fucking... <laughs> Sounds like a fucking idiot if he cares about... Right. Those fools monsters. Uh, he's a big fan of yours. Oh. Why? How? Uh... How does he know who I am? Well, he knows about your neighbors. They talk about you a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, they should shut their mouths. Yeah, I... The food monsters. Well, I just do want to know. I don't got a lot of time here. I got to uh, uh, go call a sex hotline one, soon. One last one. Uh, uh-huh. Since you mentioned your neighbors. Yeah. We know, of course, there there are Meat Wad, Shay, Frylock on the one side. Who is your neighbor on the left side of your oh, house? Oh, you know, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I'd never go over there. Um, 
I don't know really anyone else in the neighborhood, actually, mm. at all. Here's the thing. I, I wanna, I'm pretty sure no one lives there. Um... People see those two, those three across the, uh, next to me. Right. Uh, there's always not only them with, who are, by the way, floating fucking food <laughs> in a talking meatball, um, milkshake. Uh, go f- explain that. Uh, God. <laughs> right. Uh, Thanks, God. Yeah. Right. That fucking God and Obama <laughs> letting me down big time. Right. Um. You know, now in addition to them, there are seem to be a myriad, uh, lunatic things showing up. Uh, aliens, um, uh, mold that talks. You know, uh, vamp so, vampires. It's a very, there, there uh, at one point was a gigantic <laughs> onion spider who lived in their roof and tore and killed me. Actually, uh, we're that was one of those times where I woke up a week um, later in a daze. Right, uh, Carl, um, you um. I'm not done. An exciting neighborhood. You I'm live not done. Yeah, well, you could say, you could call it that. I wouldn't fucking be here if I could afford to move. Um, I, every, I, what I'm saying is I think every other, all my neighbors have ab- long since abandoned this neighborhood. Right. Well, Carl, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, go fuck uh, yourself. Happy New Year. Um... And, uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show again. And yeah, we, you know, I sure hope 2016 one. is a better year for me. Uh, I bet That's it if be. I don't kill myself before 2015 is over. Oh, uh, Carl, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You got a lot to live for. Yeah. You got, um, a lot. Okay, get out of my house. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks, Carl. Oh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> that Carl is sad. Wow, he is, it's tough around wouldn't the holidays. You be, wouldn't yeah. you be? I mean, if I grew up eating carpet... Not even that. What if you were just you, you lived a normal life, and then you moved next to those three? Oh, yep. Your house gets burned down a lot. I'm sure most of his money you goes to renovations. Lot. He once had a body, his body implanted into a body full of eyeballs. Yeah, his body oh. made of eyeballs. That's, in that same day, wow. had gotten his whole body sucked into a hyper toilet. I know it's a big downer, guys, but uh, we're not going to stop doing the Carl interviews. No, well, Paglia, ask some better questions than Andrew just asked. Paglia, send in some questions. Anyone at the NSA, tell your questions at Macklemore. Yeah, uh, send it from an official government address so we know it's real. That's all you wanted to ask Carl? You you got more? I thought three questions was good. You know, I'm looking at the file, and there's actually a bonus. Carl, come on back in here. What? 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 We got we got some more questions. What do you fucking want? Still oh, in my boy. home. Yeah, so, uh, you know. Who's this idiot next to you? That's Jesse. Well, he looks like a... He runs the podcast with me. Looks like a <laughs> fucking moron. Yeah, he's, you know... Yeah, it's do you like fo- accurate. Do you like foreigner, Jesse? No, not really. Oh! Oh, why didn't you just say yes? Well, because I don't like foreigner. Oh, just say yes. You lovebirds, you, you whisper and sweet nothings to each other over there. Thanks. Carl, we are business partners. Uh-huh. Business partners. I just did finger quotes on those two words, if you know what I mean. Thanks, Carl. Yeah. Uh, we got a few more questions for you. Holiday-themed. Uh-huh. Uh, what, Hurry up. What is your favorite uh, Thanksgiving... Uh, sorry, Christmas tradition? My favorite Christmas tradition. Um... Not eating carpet, I would say. Right. Uh, you stopped that around... When what, I was a child... Well, when I killed my father. Oh. Wow. Revelation, folks. <laughs> I didn't quite kill him as much as my timeline was reconstructed. And when... So my father worked at a 
carpet factory. Right, where you also did some work. I Yeah, but I was eight. When I was eight, my father put me to work. Uh, he made me wear a gas mask and go into, because they, of the fumes from the glue that holds the carpet together um, and the machines. And um, it was not a good place for a child to be. Uh, but it made me a man. But I still hate that piece of shit, my father, for right. it. Um, I didn't so much kill him as somehow my timeline was recon- reconstructed on one Christmas when he was making me eat carpet because we couldn't afford food. Um, there was a, some kind of robot war in my mm-hmm. home, and yep. he got stomped on by a robot <clears throat> foot. Right. That... Uh, but I didn't help because uh, I wanted that piece of shit dead. And after that, I said to myself, Carl... I'm never going to eat carpet again as long as I live. So, Carl, not only did you stop eating carpet, yeah. but I'm going to understand that you lived on your own from age 8 until now? Uh, that's right. Um, that's very impressive. That's... Well, I lived with my mother for a time. Oh. She lived here with me. That's how I have this house. I don't pay for it. Oh, okay. I didn't realize she was um, still I around. Kicked, I kicked her out. Oh. Yeah. But she still paid She paid for the house. The house is you... paid off. off. Um, we got the good rates. Do you know who your mother like is now, forward. Carl? Well, she's, uh, she calls me every once in a while, but I try not to, you know, keep a tight leash on her. Uh, I don't really want to know. Right. Uh, she's kind of gets my goat a little. Um, she let's... says it's your fault your father got stomped on by robots. Let's change tracks here. Sure. Do you have a favorite holiday movie? Um. Yeah, probably, you know, uh, Vegetable Man Christmas. Vegetable Man Christmas. That's uh, it. It's a, it's a really or great film. Or maybe the, the, David Lee, the, the Van Halen Christmas tour special uh, where David Lee Roth um, dresses up as naked Santa Claus right. and just has tons of sex with groupies. I mean, that's kind of funny that because uh, David Lee Roth is Jewish. Uh, you know that from that... That, that fucking this the Adam Sandler song Aaron is, Aaron Sandman Aaron Adam Sandler Aaron Sander yeah his that stupid Jews song yeah, yeah. that's Carl can we the anti-Semitism can we tone that down for the show I'm not anti-Semitic it's what he is fair you're telling me that Aaron Sandberg is not a Jew he is yeah he is. That's, that's what I thought okay he sings about Hanukkah yeah um, you know, Hanukkah's fu- look, Christmas, Hanukkah. I think they're all terrible. They're just times where people force their children to eat carpet. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not good for little boys ooh. and girls. What is your least favorite part about the holiday? Probably eating carpet. Eating carpet. <laughs> uh, I mean, like now that you're an adult, oh, you have sure. some autonomy in it. Sure. <clears throat> I what? A- autonomy, like, like a it- robot, like an automaton. Uh, yeah, like you kind of control your own. Your own holiday. Weird. Um, yeah, I just get blackout drunk, um, and I get I get absolutely blackout drunk, um, and I eat a big cheesesteak sandwich, a big hoagie, and then, nice, nice, and then I, uh, you know, I just kind of like um, like like huff inhalants until I pass out. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Um. Yeah. Uh, one last question. Yeah, what? Uh, you know, Star Wars movie just came out. Sure, The Force Awakens. I saw that. Did you like bootleg. it? Bootleg. Oh, you got a bootleg copy of it already. Yeah, wow. you know that. <laughs> I love that part where uh, Grand Moff Tarkenton, um, you know, he went on the SS US Enterprise and then, um, 
you know, Rocky won the space fight. Wow. Uh, who's yeah. your favorite character from the whole series? From the whole series? Um, I would have to say Jabba the Hutt. Okay, you like Jabba. Yeah. It's a, it's, an, uh, it's a unique choice. I He lives... I love the way he lives his life, man. Just, like, rocking out to live tunes. Uh, aboard the floating space... Uh, sand ship palace. Um, you know, hot babe. Hot babe. On the chain. on the, At his side in a metal bikini. It's pretty hot. Uh, he can send people he doesn't like into a pit... Where a big monster will eat them, uh, you know. I'd like to do that to some uh, food-based people I know. Right. We're not going to name names, of course. Yeah. Whatever. Fry man, and <laughs> meat man, and right. Milkshake. So yeah, Jabba the Hutt. He, I mean, that man. He lives like a like a fucking rock star. That's a good answer. I like that, Carl. All right. We uh, done. You know what, Carl? Uh, thanks. We really appreciate being on the show. Yeah, Merry Carpet. I As, mean Christmas. Yeah, Merry Carpet to you Shut and up. to your family and I loved don't ones. eat carpet anymore. Merry Christmas to you and your loved ones. Yeah, fuck yourself. Thanks, Carl. I got even bleaker. Wow, he is just... Uh, you know what? We're, we're not going to talk to Carl the about twisted mind the holidays Carl too <clears throat> Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. I do. I do. He had to, his car. Father was horrible to him. Jabba was an interesting choice. Um, but are you even surprised? I thought he would have made a, a Han or Han or hand solo joke. Uh, about, that's where I thought. You know, going. I like to go oh. hand solo. Oh, there it is. Myself, if you know what I mean. He can hear us. No, we we left. He's oh, passed boy. out anyway. I think I, I saw him like huffing and in, uh, inhalants. <laughs> that was Carl. Everybody, when we, when we left. We love him. He loves us. Next. So what are you gonna do for the hot for Christmas? Going down to the beach. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Yeah. Is there a beach there? It's a beach town. Okay. We won't reveal what town we're talking about. Ha ha! You'll never find me. But it has a beach apparently, even though I didn't think it was. It, so based on that information, go and guess. It's actually down the Jersey Shore, kind of like Rockwell. Sure. Is. Oh, it is. It is one of the not as, not the not the real decrepit, terrible part. Not though. the scary part. Yeah. Not the scary part where the where Aquatine takes but place. But it's it's no. Bel Air, where the Fresh Prince lives, because yeah. he's not there, because right. he won't be. Yeah, he right. won't be down there. Uh, I did recently watch saddest moments from Fresh Prince of Bel Air recently. Almost bald. Why? It's so sad. What? When Will's dad is a jerk. That one. When Will gets shot and and uh, Carlton buys a gun. When uh, they get pulled over by the police. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I remember. Mm-hmm. The one where Jeffrey dies. Oh! <laughs> no. Oh, God. Jeffrey also forgot his name. I think the saddest moment of the of Fresh Prince is when uh, Jeff gets thrown out the window. Who's by, Jeff? By Phil. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, the man. One who in real life was, of course, Will Smith's music partner. Oh, yeah. Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Their hit album, He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. Which had the hit single "Parents Just Don't Understand." Right, my all-time favorite song. Mm-hmm. And Jeff would always show up on Fresh Prince. He was in love with Hillary. Oh, that I know exactly. Who you're and Phil about. would yeah. fling him out of the house. Right, I remember the episode where Hillary wants a baby. She goes to the sperm bank, and he shows up and pretends that he donated his sperm under the false identity of a doctor to scare her. <laughs> which is an awesome plot. <laughs> wow. 
Fresh Prince got into a lot weirder, grosser stuff than I thought they would. Yeah, it was really quite great. She comes home and she goes, I'm having a baby. And they're like, Hillary, you're pregnant? She goes, no. Yeah. And they're like, you you don't know how this works. What a dumb show. Is it? Oh, but God. That's Either you show. are dumb or the show is dumb, and I'm going to guess both. Uh, both are great. Tweet your feelings about Fresh Prince or Andrew's Intelligence at Macklemore. Or write into AquapodHungerCast at gmail.com. AquapodHungerCast at gmail.com. Go Send us your questions, comments. Or go to our Tumblr. We have a Tumblr now. Validate me. We have a Tumblr, aquapodhungercast.tumblr.com. There's an Ask Carl button on the site. You can also see Whoa, that's fancy. pictures of Andrew's Captain America PJs from last time. You know you want them. They're up there. You can get a glimpse of his face. I am not there Do weird because stuff I am actually just a voice in Andrew's head. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh, and we have a Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Aquapod Hungercast on Twitter. Twitter.